podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation, Picard edition. I am Matt. I am Andy. Oh boy, guys, we are four episodes in. We've passed the first act. Have we? Uh, Right? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we were supposed to pass the first act in the last episode. (laughs) Something's gonna happen soon. We're in space. It's like... We don't seem to be going very far. I'm I'm happy to get into this whenever we want to get into this. No, you're right. I'm rushing. I have so many thoughts. I'm sure. So, anyway, Andy. Matt? Wait, wait, wait. How's it going? How's it going? I'll tell you how it's going in the form of a sound cue. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? It's directed by Jonathan Frakes. Why wouldn't you? That was your end. All right, I apologize, your Mr. Frakes. I apologize, Frakesy. <laughs> Frakesy, baby. Uh, we should have had freaks on this episode like uh, that would have ever happened with other, with our schedule. Uh, I was chatting with him today. What? Why yeah. didn't you just record it? Slap uh, it on. Oh, it was, we were just we were texting about uh, poutine and the like. Uh, you know, typical things we text about. Future poutine? Uh, <laughs> uh, Vancouver poutine. <laughs> oh. um, anyway. Yeah. So episode four. This is, uh, you know, the Picard edition, everybody. Uh, pretty soon we're going to have some TNG action dropping on the feed. Uh, and then of course, uh, if you want even more of us, we got some Marvel coming up. I suppose we're back to discovery. Two episodes of disco season two, I suppose we'll do for the Patreon, uh, this coming month, this February, we're in February now, Andy. Sounds good to me. Patreon.com. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, forward to slash get, Star Trek TNC. To getting to these, to these alleged awesome episodes in season two i'm starting to think i'm the crazy one can you turn the master volume down a tad my friend oh andy's a little uh you like his ears so loud a little bit persistent at uh well isn't it always night paused i didn't even know you could pause it but andy when i went to turn the volume down for you it accidentally paused i was just doing a great bit about how you were not it was a fine bit it wasn't like a bit i will tell friends about (laughs) no well i'm not saying it was you said it was a great bit (laughs) i didn't say it was a legendary bit (laughs) it's a distinction you should have been there that night when they were talking about episode four picard oh my god that hits pause and so that starts the thing blinking and i start doing a voice of the machine oh boy well everybody's caught up Oh. oh Jesus! This is a mess. Matt just dropped his mic. He I dro- didn't. I didn't just drop the, the mic. mic. The mic stand just came undone. Right. I think that I was trying to make you sound cool. The you, mic stand, you dropped by the, the way, mic, uh, gave up the, uh, on this. The mic collapsed. Probably. It, it, I think the mic really just tried to kill itself. Is what happened. No, Bo. Oh no, Bo's. How did Bo get in? I, the doors. Oh, I don't know. What the <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the, the the door is closed. What is this? Is it open over there? No. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I, 
this what? is creepy. Is this a ghost? You bug? let him in? Oh, Jesus Christ. You scared the hell out of us. We, do, we thought it was... A, it's we literally were just Dory confused by what happened. <laughs> we looked over. There wasn't an 80-pound dog in here. And then all of a sudden, there was an 80-pound dog in here. And I looked to see if the door was open, because obviously that's how Bo would get in. But no, it was closed. That so was terrifying. Dory stealthily <laughs> wanted us to think we were losing our minds. No, we were in the midst of bits. Legendary bits. It's okay, they weren't legendary. But uh and also I had had the recorder paused at the time that they were happening. It's a whole thing. Wait, should I leave the door open? Look, you understand our dog and podcast as well as I do. I would leave it a crack. It's fine. And uh he can go in or out. A little more so he we don't have to get up. You guys wanted a Star Trek podcast, and here it is. That's right, everybody. All those Forever 35 crossover listeners. Oh, yeah, you're thrilled. Um, okay, so, Andy, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We're just making a bad show. Um, making a bad show worse, starring Matt and Andy. Did you ever get to turning down the master volume? That was what started all Do this. I sound loud still? I don't know. Maybe I'm... Uh, look, maybe I'll I just, just take me down, and then you'll be have fine. Have shell shock. Is that better? Uh, we have to go into the Admiral's Club, is what the next thing is, my friend. Well, I, I know that as well as you do. And lucky you? for us, we're standing right by the door. All we have to do is take uh, not one, but two steps forward. One, two. Hey, do you want to be singled out and be a member of the Admiral's Club? Free admission to this imaginary club where there's endless bounties of shrimp, salad, and breadsticks? Well, all you got to do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you could be selected for entry into the most exclusive club this side of this part of the podcast. You can write anything you want, and as long as it's five stars... Uh, it may be selected. You might be in. The first one is actually the only one today, because we're trying to keep it moving, which I will fail to do. Well, see, uh, let me just, in fairness to you, Andy Secunda, you yeah. had a longer day of shooting than I did today, yeah. and uh, you you were like, doesn't it come out Thursday night? And I was like, yeah. I mean, just the day. You can watch it whenever. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Andy had to watch it, and then he's up. like, I got to assemble the podcast. I was like, look. People yeah. just want to hear us talk about episode four. It's true. Let's just uh, let's get through what we can. Whatever you got prepared, we'll do it. So who is this week's entrant into the Admiral's Club? Manda Murph. Manda Murph. Who says, look at me. I'm the Admiral now. <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm I, the Admiral now. Or Wait, is it, how is it read? Look at me. I'm the Admiral now. I never saw the movie, so I know the reference. No but, one uh, saw it, Andy. Is that true? I, feel I don't like think it was anyone really saw it. No, it just had Tom Hanks in it, so obviously it was just as popular as Tom Hanks, which is to say very popular. He's very popular. There's no getting around it. He's a um, gentleman and a, and, a, and, a, and a charmer. And uh, Did you ever interview him? Yep. The beauty yeah. of, uh, the beauty all of the, Hanks. All the people, the famous people you interviewed. Yes. Uh, and now you're with me. And by interviewed, I mean sat there. Well, Chris Hardwick did most of the talking. Well, that's something. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this about Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, doesn't let you down. Doesn't let you know what? Doesn't let you down, I said. Oh, doesn't let you down. What I'm saying is if you have an image of Tom Hanks as the nicest guy ever and a charmer and a pleasure to be around, guess what? It's yeah. all true. All right. There you go. Uh, we can walk over to the president's circle. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe Tom, Tom Hanks will be there. there. If you're right, out if you there, want to be on the show, just uh, leave us a five-star review on po- Apple Podcast. Tom. <laughs> That's the only way you're getting on. That'd be great. <laughs> the United Federation of 
this up. Maybe that's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's probably what there it is. There you go. Uh, how do they uh, get a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor? Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing in here, guys. We are awarding it. Every, every time we record, we like to uh, single out some Patreon members who are uh, already just the best people. And uh, we like to make them even better by singling them out in a public forum for leaving some sort of comment on our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. If you thought this podcast was too long, just get behind that paywall. The first Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee is Alexis Borsier, who, f- who wrote his I'm name I'm familiar. Out. And I always say his name wrong. And this time he wrote it out uh, phonetically, so he got a, a correct spelling. Um, Pronunciation. And- Pronunciation. What did I say? Spelling. You did. Um, it's late. Uh, and Tough he day. Says, Andy spent all day with Melissa Joan Hart. I did. That, that part wasn't the tough. That was delightful. Witch. She's very nice. She is. Um, and, a, and a skilled television director. She's now. a pro. Uh, doesn't use any of her magic. She just stays, keeps it, uh, keeps it, uh, you know, like the way the civilians would do. And it. Uh, not one talking cat. No, that and was disappointing. At no point did a ladder come up to a window where a friend named Sam would enter. Clarissa explains it all. Andy oh. was a little too old for that, so yeah, I, I explained it part. for him. I do know Sabrina. Okay, putting this here because who knows where? <laughs> Why anything... do you know Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Because I would argue that was geared. <laughs> no, that right. was geared towards right. younger viewers later on. I know. <laughs> I think it was just talking cat. He's in. <laughs> I think that probably is it. I like magic. <laughs> okay, you don't like magic. We were both freaked out by Bo's magic ability. Well, <laughs> that's actually true. I saw magic. No, in my life. <laughs> oh, I thought he was a ghost dog, just like the movie. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I'd love it if he came in with a little samurai outfit, uh, <laughs> one one wonky eye. Oh my God, it's Ghost Dog, the Ghost of Danny Aiello. Was telling him what to do. Oh, the late great Danny Aiello, Forrest Whitaker, still with us. Those were a lot of Ghost Dog references. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really shocked that both of us could come up with that many. Um, I feel like I feel like. Hang on, I feel like Ghost Dog was that came out while you were writing on Conan. No, that can't be. It must have been before that. No, right? I feel like it was. I feel I like know, I feel like for some Jim reason Jarmusch, I feel like right? I feel like uh, Ghost Dog was referenced on Conan a lot for some reason <laughs> as a punchline. <laughs> it's possible. I think that would have been after though or All before. Right, well, I have no know. idea. Maybe you anyway. know. Check IMDb, everybody. Cross reference it with Andy's uh-huh. and the film Ghost Dog, and let us know <laughs> was Andy there? <laughs> that seems like a good expenditure of your life. <laughs> All right, Alexis Borsier says, okay, putting this here because who knows, oh, this is just about the, the posting. Uh, is it possible that the Vulcan Vulcan Admiral's sunglasses, oh, we had a whole debate about their We had no debate. We just, I was angry it was about weird. it. You didn't have, you, you know, we had you, some you thoughts. You were on this. the other side of it as though you weren't. You agreed with me. You thought it was right. weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's a Romulan. They'd... This podcast says it's weird. Yeah. Here's some here's some possible explanations. Is it possible that the Vulcan Admiral sunglasses are an indication she's a mirror universe counterpart? Because like you guys it. are right. Those are deeply weird and notable. Could all fold into Discovery's dovetail with the show. Or Mystery Box. Oh gosh. I hope it's not Mystery Box. Um hey, I thought that was a good explanation. Look, if we're saying it's other a, people uh, have, have thrown that out, but they weren't all in the president's circle. I don't know what to tell you. Uh yeah, so they weren't singled out. But a, a, a recipient of the Medal of Valor, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor, uh, we will listen to you. And here's another one. I like the theory. I, you are. know, it's interesting, and it would. Uh, I guess if there was a story reason for it, I'd be happier with it. 
It seems like if you got the Romulans as your villains, you don't really need the extra thing that they're also like mirror universe. Also, if they're like mirror universe, in the mirror wouldn't universe, be, wouldn't be kind of good? But like they'd be. I guess they'd be like. No, she'd be a she'd be a Vulcan. In the mirror universe, she a Romulan would be, would be a Vulcan. What I'm saying is everything's flipped. Oh, the right? Vulcans would be the, e- they'd e- be the oh, evil. Yeah, it makes sense. They'd have the back doors. She didn't have a goatee, though, so I don't know why that would be. Well, maybe she shaved it as soon as she got here. Could be. Um, uh, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk um, all, uh, says, uh, hey, fellas, uh, Paul here to drop some door knowledge. This is in reference to our question about I love some door knowledge. the Romulan doors. Um, Romulans have fake doors as a part of a tradition of the facade of traditional Romulan houses. Uh, I imagine this is most likely older homes rather than an apartment hallway filled with twice as many doors, etc. <laughs> that would be spectacular. My real news comes here. Because Romulans are obviously based on ancient Roman tradition in many ways, it is not surprising that the writers would adopt the fake door and twist it to the Romulan concept. Fake doors were actually very common in Egyptian tombs to allow and were also... Confuse the, uh, confuse the spirits, right? Oh, I suppose so. That's it what it was all about, right? That. We're also adapted by ancient Roman society, however, uh, mostly in interiors. This was done in some cases to achieve symmetry if there was a door on only one side of the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So not so crazy after all. Still pretty crazy. Um, but, Paul, I appreciate the information. That's it. You know what I like about good writing? What's that? I need a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a lot of it in every one of these episodes, just not the uh, question, answers to the questions you wanted. Has, there, has any, Andy, let me ask you this, four episodes in, Okay, has any question been answered? Uh... Yes, I Which feel like we got one? a little bit. We got a little bit from the from the sexy brother and sister about that they're looking for other twins, right? They we haven't specified that yet, right? Why are they? Well, like what, are, what is the information that, that they're trying to get out of Soji? To me, right? That was just like I feel like they we didn't know that there were others, and they were trying to figure out what what you information think they need she had her in to head. get the others. That's what they said in this episode. Oh. I think that was one of the reasons. But for me, I was just like, okay, they want to kill all the androids. They know that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's still a whatever. We'll get into it. I am excited about getting into it. Um, we're done, and we can go Whoa, into the hallway. What? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, no, we're not know. done with everything. Hallway. <laughs> now I'm going to open up the hail bag. Captain, we are being hailed. I did it. I opened up the hail bag with my sound cue. Um, alerting uh, Data, who in this timeline is dead. Or is he? Who knows? Mystery box. Mystery box. Um, the first... Oh, this one's also about the shades. I just want a little tiny, maybe, uh, depending on the size of the television you're watching on, 3 to 12 inch J.J. Abrams to pop up in the corner every, I don't know, minute and a half to go, mystery box, and then pop back down. <laughs> I would be very much more forgiving of these episodes if that happened. <laughs> mystery box? Sometimes oh, he has different inflection? Okay. Yeah. Would sometimes he would come out from the side, <laughs> just sort of horizontally. Just like when they would advertise Joe Millionaire on Fox. <laughs> pop, up for, pop down from the top, mystery box. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Richard Phillips, this is also about the shades says hi boys agree on the ridiculous shades vulcans wouldn't need them uh but you know who is a little light sensitive raymond's that's right did you mention that last time no just live long in podcast richard phillips he also said mirror universe people um i thought that was a a good suggestion 
It is interesting that the Remans, I guess the Remans were happy with how they looked. So there was no reason why they would have smoothed themselves over and made themselves look like Romulans. Unless they were well, unless spies. they were trying to be spies. Right, yeah. Um, so look, if they throw the Remans into this on top of everything else. Then they're really retconning fucking Nemesis. Or did the no, Remans exist before that? The Remans were, I don't think anything's retconned from Nemesis. I mean, I guess when I'm not really retconned, but just sort of taking the bullshit from Nemesis and turning it into a useful look, plot. Look, I think uh, look, ne- Nemesis is what it is, and it's canon. So if they want to use some Remans, go for it. If they want to put Ron Perlman in that makeup again. Did the Remans work? Uh, did the Remans exist before Nemesis? I, I think that Romulus and Remus did. Right, but know you didn't know what the Remans were. A Reman. The Remans definitely have the vibe of something that was invented to be a scary villain that didn't, yeah. didn't necessarily exist in the original. You know, what's also interesting, Andy Secunda of television. What's that? Uh, if you really think about Star Trek. Okay, let me do it. Thank you. I'm doing it. Go Everyone at home, also join Andy. <laughs> <laughs> they rarely had, like, to deal with villains of the week. Oh, is that true? Like yeah, main. And... Mm, I mean, but even those episodes, it was like, isn't every episode a villain of the week? I got real high there. <laughs> no, I find a lot of them are are, are like problems that need to be solved. Uh, like for instance, uh, the one that we watched that we'll be doing next on TNC here. Uh, uh, Wait, are you saying TNG or are you saying no? The next episode of TNG. That that we, that's what you and I watched about. together. I'm, Did just, you, I'm, I'm asking, just it were you example. specifying TNG? Because I'm thinking of TOS, which felt more like Villain of the Week. Uh, I'm specifying TNG, but not really even specifying TNG. Let's just, okay, how about this? Okay. Let's, let's take the, let's take the, like the movies. I feel like the reason so many people are killed in the, in TOS is because there were, there were villains. I often found that it was like, not like, I mean, you always found out something about their culture and stuff. Yeah, but. and it was never... The, how do I put this into words? I don't know. The bad, podcast, the bad so people... Very funny. <laughs> the bad, the bads of, of Star Trek yeah. usually were never portrayed as mustache-twirling bads. And everyone who walks into a scene here is twirling a mustache. The bads of trek were always civilizations and people who had reasons behind what they were doing that in their cultures were justified what about Phoebo? i name? forget Phoebo. The, uh, the collector the most toys the most toys yes uh what about q q's a little bit mustache twirly no he's not what do you mean he's always sauntering around like a villain Yes, but I think in the, you know, specifically like in, in, in season five, when we get to like episodes like True Q and when we get to episodes like uh, Tapestry and when we get to episodes like All Good Things, I think you'll see that there's more depth to Q than... than uh, well, I'm basing it on what I've seen. I, I know. Feel like he's a, he's you've definitely a villain. The first four seasons. Yeah. So it's okay. But I guess what a larger point is, I think my main sort of get up and go on this is uh these these mustache twirling romulans are killing me that's i had a feeling that that was what you were leading toward it's just, it, they're just killing me i feel like you look at definitely tos 
I mean, the, but these, even if you look at TOS, these, <laughs> these characters are crazily arch. They're off the charts arch. I mean, it's like there isn't even a chart. They're yeah. they're like they they're in a stratosphere I've never even seen before. Yeah. I mean, even like Boris and Natasha on Bullwinkle <laughs> weren't this fucking arch. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll find out that's who they are secretly. <laughs> um, all right, let's finish this because we really we seem to be just aching to to talk about that episode. Um, this is uh, it's atypical for us to actually provide information on this podcast as opposed to just uh, spout our opinions, but. Um, uh, this was something. There's a quote from Shaban, a listener sent us that was about the cursing. Would you like me to? read You know, it's it? interesting about Michael Shaban, who yes. I respect greatly as a writer. Yeah, talented, talented, talented motherfucker. He sure is. That's right. I swore for him. Um, he, he, you know, he liked that picture of my baby on Instagram today, and I was like, well, oh, nice. maybe this is all great, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. Maybe he didn't know it was your baby. Maybe it was just, hey, what a great baby. <laughs> what a great baby. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, like Dory has said, Dory did a profile on Shabon, uh when she was, uh, I think she profiled him for BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. maybe Rolling Stone. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, she... Wait, for BuzzFeed in Rolling Stone? BuzzFeed or she worked at or Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. She worked at BuzzFeed. I didn't I know remember. she worked at Rolling Stone. I don't remember cool. where this profile happened so many things i don't know about what i do know is that she spoke so highly of him Uh as being such a nice person which rarely was the case when she would come back from doing these profiles of people that's nice so it's nice to hear well here's what he said you're a mensch uh this is uh oh uh oh uh would you lose? To dig it out. Who wrote this one? Was this about the sunglasses and how it was supposed to be like that French no, no, movie? No, no, no. Okay. I, I just I lost the name of the person who sent this. I will find it before this is done. Um, anyway, he, he won't. This this ex person said <laughs> they're uh, no longer a person. <laughs> they're not even a person. They're they're just a just a cipher. Um, uh, they said th- what? They said. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Michael Chabon had a good Q&A about Picard. This is what he said said about the swearing. Um, and then the, the interviewer said, uh, smoking, vaping, snake weed, alcohol abuse, swear words. That admiral lady that used, used the F word. Chabon, what the F? And uh, sh- Am I pronouncing it correctly? Chabon? He says, listen, no human society will uh, ever be perfect because no human will ever be perfect. The most we can do, and as Star Trek ever reminds us, must do, is aspire to perfection and work to make it so. Norcon Forden Perfectunen. 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 That's what it is. Uh, As a wise Yang once said. Do you know what, what? That sounded like Latin. Yeah. Uh, perfection is achieved in the art of trying, probably, something like that. Ooh, that's a great one. If that one doesn't exist, Matt. Yeah, then I just said it. Until that impossible day, shit is going to continue to happen, and when it does, humans are going to want to swear. The absence of swear words in Star Trek was never a matter of Federation principle. It was a matter of FCC rules. Writers, eh. I don't agree either. Writers of previous eras had no choice. They were censored. Swearing is one of humanity's most ancient, sensible, and reliable consolations. Personally, I would consider any society that discouraged, banned, or abandoned the use of curse words to be a fucking dystopia. Um, and then the uh, the writer says, I personally have no issues with swearing if it serves a purpose, and I think so far it did in Picard. What do you think, Matt? Uh, 
they are supposed to be our betters. Right. You know, I, 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 I don't mind. Uh, it just, it just, it took me a little like, I, it just, it just kicked me off kilter. And maybe that was the intention to just kick me off kilter, but it brought me out of it in a way. It brought me I didn't out of want it too. to be brought out. I'm with you. Which and I also I feel like, like you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's sort of what when Tilly swore on disco. It also brought me out of it. Yes, and it almost it almost seemed a little bit more symbolic with Tilly, like it's like she's the oddball. Uh, but even yes. then, I don't know. That was also, but that that was a cadet. You know what? It's 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 part of the idea that when they're when they're being more. Um, more uh, formal in their language, which I understand would be more appropriate to Starfleet, or maybe just it just feels like it is more out of time. It is removed from time. It could be the future. Whereas when they curse in a very modern colloquial, colloquial way, it, I don't know. It just doesn't. The vibe doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, it just felt. But there are a lot off. of things like that in this particular episode that aren't even the cursing. So, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, but anyway, uh, that uh, that but hail. Like, I see where he's coming from. I get that point of view. I understand it. But to me, but I also think you... like I'm someone who, you know, <laughs> there's a thing out there people called aspirational television. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like they would put people in fancy clothes, and you know, it's like, oh, people want to watch this. These people in this nice apartment, Fraser, uh, Seinfeld, they all uh, drive sobs and whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, but like for me, the beauty of Star Trek was. The aspirational aspect of it for me was the idea that humanity could get there. They weren't cursing slobs like us. That they could move past that. I don't mind a drinking problem. I don't mind a vape situation. Whatever. I don't mind. People smoke. People have smoked in Star Trek. Uh-huh. That doesn't bother me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the swearing, though, it just felt... I don't know. Colloquial. And it removed me from the moment. Now, that being said, fracking. I knew you were going to bring this up, and I kind of feel like... Also felt to me like... You poo-poo that, and I, to me, that... Oh, that it's is an effort. More, it's more of a logical progression than just having people. It's not the cursing per se. It's the way the cursing is used. Comes out, exactly. Feels very modern to me. Yeah. And um, so it's, it bumps me. And that hail... I'm so glad I went to look for the name. Was from Zorik Adamov. Well, what a great future name, Zorik. I'm also happy you looked for that name. Um, Aaron Sane writes us flute featured in new Picard score. Did I read, read this already? Hey, Matt and Andy, I'm not sure if you guys have mentioned this yet, but I thought it was amazing that Picard's flute from the Inner Light is featured so prominently in the musical score for Star Trek Picard. It's a nice touch for all the long TNG, longtime TNG fans. Yes. Um, uh, we had not mentioned that, so thank you for mentioning that. Said. And uh, this is a, a hail, and then a one prime corrective. Um, and uh, it's just an opinion, but uh, many people have written in agreeing with us about the pacing and such, and our critiques. Um, uh, some uh, we might be out of touch. I don't know. 
Some have not, and uh, I fear we're bumming them out. And I just wanted to give them voice in the form of uh, Lila Phillips. Please. Uh, I think you guys are funny, but too critical. The show is serialized, and some things probably will be much better explained later on. Yeah, but so is the fucking Sopranos. All right, just let her have her say. Oh, sorry. If you guys don't enjoy the program, that's fine. But I think you might want to consider the program as it is, uh, not how you want it to be. They've said they aren't a reboot and that it will be a slower pace. Some of your other criticisms also seem silly and unnecessarily nitpicking in tone. The Romulan couple is explained more in the uh, the preview graphic novel. I don't need to... Uh, just on. hold on. I, hold on. Can I please? Just wait All one right, minute. Andy. All right. They're married and on the run. I did like a few of the other conclusions you've drawn from context clues. You're paying attention. I really enjoyed the detailed, updated world building for the show, which helps a great deal. I don't think you've given that part nearly enough credit. And Picard is a different man now. It's a brave choice. Thanks, Lila Phillips. Okay, go ahead. This is... <laughs> see what happens TV shows should not... <laughs> no, she's... A, a beautiful person and thank you for writing it even you don't know that she may be a monster I'm just talking about on the inside fair well she also might be on the inside yeah, I, what I'm saying is like thank you for taking the she time might be a remit thank you for taking the time to write that in and I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate what you're saying <laughs> go ahead but one of the things that drives me pretty crazy okay is I don't like television and movies that don't make sense until you read a graphic novel, I shouldn't have to pick up a fucking show Bible to make this thing make sense. Right. It's the same problem with Star Wars. All the people after The Last Jedi came out were like, what's this? What's that? Who's that? We'll have to wait till the visual dictionary comes out. <laughs> and then it comes out. And there's 14,000 YouTube videos explaining fucking Snoke's robe. I, it's like <laughs> I just like I if it's if it's if it's not important enough to put in the show it it shouldn't be something that I need to enjoy the show fully. I'm sorry. Um I agree with that part. Um I also don't like nonlinear flashback storytelling. I don't know that's her whole point. I think she's basically saying overall we're sort of judging it too fast. But that kind of goes into the do you enjoy mystery box storytelling or you don't enjoy mystery box storytelling? News to me, I do not. Yeah. Um, I'll play this one. That's standard defense. I don't know if it really I know. Look, something else is playing. That was fun. Nice nice baseline, whatever. Tame Impala. Um, (coughs) I'm glad something more (laughs) humiliating didn't play. Um, Okay. This is what I was trying to get to. You stupid person, Secunda. Here it is. Time for a retrospective. Because truth is our objective. It's a prime corrective. Because Matt Mandy got it wrong. 100% of the time, that should just be because Matt definitely got it wrong. Um, I might get things wrong. I just am not expected to get things right. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick thought. Uh, this is from Josh Stafford. Uh, I believe that a lot of people wrote this in. I believe we saw normal non-Starfleet civilian life, which we said we did not see. Yes, in DS9 in New Orleans when he visited his father's restaurant. That's I right. I know. I know. Right. Well, there you go. I know. And everyone who wrote that in, you're correct. And that's our hailbag. bag. <laughs> 
trading frequencies closed, sir. If you'd like to send us a hail, please do so at STTNC. But in fairness, that was like two sets at most. It was the restaurant set and the apartment set. <laughs> You're saying it wasn't really civilian life because it was only two sets. It was two sets. And it was like sometimes there was like when the street when Starfleet was patrolling the streets, too. Uh, you know, you saw a little bit of it, but it was just like you just see uniformed officers come into the restaurant. It's just yeah, whatever. Anyway, hi. Sttncpod at gmail dot com or five one six trek tnc for voice hails. The gentleman across from me is at Matt Myra on Twitter and Instagram. I am uh, at Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter. I and for more information feel bad at the end of the pot Andy about that email that came in that you well, maybe you could we, contain I think yourself. we are being too negative well that's kind of why I read it I thought uh, you know maybe we could be more positive I, you know here's what I believe is, is this is my theory of what's happening with me I'm sort of like I still I don't know I don't know where I am on it we're going to get into it but uh, but in terms of where you are I think that in the previous version you were more of an ambassador for like discovery you had to be you had to have the show sort of talking to the guests yeah you were you were containing the darkness inside of you uh-huh. and now it's uh-huh. Picard and you should be letting all the love out and it's just like all the darkness that had been contained before is now coming out yeah so. I guess my uh why is there darkness? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, look, you're get, talking to the wrong guy because I agree with most of your concerns but about this, it. It feels like the kind of thing. And this is. Did you watch The Witcher on Netflix, Andy? No, a lot of people talk about it. Um, Mostly about how sexy that guy is. Someone was talking about it and then was saying, like, they're jumping time periods. You don't even figure that out until the fifth episode. But then when you go back and watch Whoa, it, is it's this, great. Did you spoil this for me? No. It's All just right. how the show is constructed, but they're not very clear about it until later. Okay. Um,. And someone was saying, and you go back and watch it. Now it's great. And I'm like, don't you think it would have been better if they just fucking explained that to you? <laughs> That's valid. I just don't. Television, Andy, that is, that is, that you have to have the hole in your brain. Right. I mean, W-H-O-L-E. Right. Before you can go back and enjoy it. Well, this is interesting. Interesting to me. Because this isn't even, what you're know. describing isn't even mystery box storytelling mystery box storytelling i think you do the the problem that i have with it like with lost is that if if the person says um what are you gonna do start a war and then if somebody popped in if jj abrams popped in at that point mystery box hey by the way we're never gonna start a war that guy's said he's gonna start a war he will never start a war oh you'd like that um so if that happened, then you wouldn't enjoy it. The only reason you enjoy it is because like, ooh, start a war. I wonder what that means. Yeah. Um, this is a different thing, which is there's information that we know that would make you this not bump you, and we're not giving you the information. And that is strange writing. This, for me, feels like if we had done episode one, yeah. and episode one contained literally all the flashbacks right, in a, in a narrative structure... Right. And then episode two, Soji shows up. Right. And we've dispensed with the, like, essentially what I want to, like, what I'm probably going to do at some point is take all of this, drop it into an Avid system, and recut (laughs) it myself. Do the phantom edit. I'm going to do the phantom edit for Picard. But Matt, let me ask you a question. Isn't that kind of what Discovery did? Where they have the whole backstory um, with Giorgio and... Yeah, they had that whole thing for the first two episodes. And then like you're like, they didn't even show the Discovery. 
Which but isn't that what you're problem. saying? Is sort of this backstory, and then they get to discovery. No, because what I find what the difference there, yeah, is you're not taking that ship and killing everybody on it. Uh-huh. What you're doing is actually showing these people that we are meeting. Uh-huh. Like if the first two episodes of Discovery also had Paul Stamets in a in a in a in a in a mushroom lab, Lorca escaping the the Baram, uh-huh. and like you see a little bit of him doing something, and you see uh, Tilly graduating the academy. Like if you saw all of them, right, sort of in their backstories and dropped us into discovery then i'm not i don't have a problem you know what i'm saying because of this the way all these flashbacks are constructed we're seeing everybody mm-hmm. in flashback right like we're going we're all we're always flashing back 14 years ago to picard right and he's interacting with uh the 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 gem hadar not gem hadar uh, <laughs> sorry tall shiar the tall shiar <laughs> He's interacting with those two Tal Shiar people, the husband and wife, that now live at the chateau. Yeah, he's meeting this. Uh, he has this 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 sect of nuns that this these Romulans only speak the truth. It's so different from Romulans because they always lie. Um, you meet that little boy. You, I would like to see a, a scene in a bar with with uh, with Rios and. Mm-hmm. Um, first officer, <laughs> whose name I can't re- remember, Michelle uh, Raffi. Raffi, uh, I'd like to see a little bit of that. I mean, here's how I'd construct it. Okay, ready? Here okay. I go. Okay, does this count? That we're talking about the episode. Sure, thirty-seven minutes. Jesus Christ. We, what, do you want it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Do I want to read the synopsis for this week's episode? You might as well just make your point. Doesn't matter. We'll do it. Uh, and it's probably not at all fair to say this four episodes into the show okay but if the first episode was the Star Trek short with the fucking Mars attack uh huh oh actually here's here's what it would be it'd be Picard and Geordi running some numbers about this supernova right be great. What a great way to open. Picard approaching the Romulan Senate mm-hmm. with that speech that we only hear about. Mm-hmm. Picard seeking help from the Federation. Right. We see a little bit of the, uh, you know, maybe we don't want to help the Romulans. Picard's like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Here's how we're going to do it. We'll assemble this fleet. I have Jordy here. He's going to build us these giant ships that will be able to evacuate all these people. We'll inform the Romulans. Next scene. Tal Shiar is uh, bopping around. Mm-hmm. They get word of, of Bruce Maddox. Mm-hmm. They get word of this guy who's building these things that they swore to destroy. Mm-hmm. Then I would bounce over to uh, the Mars attack. No, wait, hang on. A couple of the uh, missions where picard brings the nuns and that kid to this planet mm-hmm. temporarily you're gonna stay here <laughs> we're gonna get you off at some point right mars attack happens but how many episodes in are you this is the first episode first episode the mars attack happens okay uh 
Jean Luc gets called back to the to the Valor, whatever the fuck his ship is named. Mm-hmm. They go back to Earth. They t- assess the damage. Ninety thousand people dead. Er, M- Mars is on fire. But this is no reason we have. This is a terrible loss, but we have to continue. We're the Fed. We have to. We have to save these billions of people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the Federation. We do the scene we had last week where Picard goes in to the Starfleet command and says, "This is how we can do it without these ships. We have these ships, these ships, these ships. We'll call up reserve officers. We're going to get this done." No. Well, I'll resign my commission if we don't do this. No. I resign my commission. He comes out. We have that scene. He then goes back to the Chateau Picard with these two Romulans. Uh, the then we see in the in the fifth act, the Borg cube, mm-hmm. and the what, Tal Shiar. What time period are you in now? Well, it depends on when the Borg cube was. Are you eliminating his retirement time? No. When are you putting that? That will be, we'll pick up episode two. I see. At Essentially at Chateau Picard. Right. It will say 14 years later. Right. So you end it with what? I end it with the Borg Cube. Uh-huh. Being what? Caught? What? I end it with the uh, Borg Cube, uh, with whatever sect of Romulan people take over this Borg Cube. They're all spread about the galaxy. Mm-hmm. They take over this Borg Cube. And uh, they're doing research there. And then uh, we see Soji and Dodge. I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying is... I see is the wisdom I of what you're saying. I could build this backstory in right. one episode, but in, certainly, in a 55-minute episode. By the way, opening with like Picard making a speech to the Romulan Senate, and then Romulus being destroyed, and... Well, no, and, no, no. Opening with Jordy and Picard. Jordy and Picard, great. I mean, come on. But I guess all I'm saying is just like that huge... You might want to open with the Senate, though. Have a big, giant, you know, card making a speech. That's right, what the whole sure. thing is. Done. Whatever the case, I get what you're saying. A huge, big beginning. The effects, Romulus being destroyed, we all that stuff. We spend a little money. We de-age right. Picard. Great. So I love all that. Um, I see the wisdom of that. That really is maybe just, even if you're going to go to the future, like, that might have been a more whiz-bang way to start. Um, but, uh, but I think... Probably the the downside of it in terms of the audience watching is you're looking at all that and then you go into episode two and it's 14 years later and this is a, seems to be a totally different story that you're telling now. I understand that it's connected, but I think that uh, they're leading it in the way they did is because they wanted a slower storytelling and they wanted to kind of like you know parse out these little pieces. So there wasn't like, hey, that's not really the story. The story is Picard and his But I think it elder is. The st- I disagree. I think the way they've constructed this, this is, the story is, the story is this, this Romulan plot and ploy. That's so far, to me, the story of this show. I guess that's true. I guess I'm saying. Because you'd have in that Senate scene, you'd have this magnanimous Picard in there with his speech. Yeah. That's, oh, that's Jean-Luc Picard. We know him. He'll be in his uniform. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, and then, like, we can have some subterfuge in the background with, like, a couple of Tal Shiar agents talking about this. Yeah. 
Um, maybe they, someone says, you know how they're supposed to be doing this with the manpower there. Yeah. They're using uh, synthetics. Maybe you could have the guy that uh, who got his head cut off in, uh, in, this, in this current episode, you could have him there going like, this Picard is great. Yeah. I really believe everything yeah. he's saying. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be real mad if he's lying. Yeah. I mean, anything. Um, Set up the sword. I don't know. I've never seen a run of the sword. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> Very silly. <laughs> Just something. Yeah, maybe it's not silly. I don't know. I'm sure somebody has a novelization or something. Where they, uh, Again, required I know, reading. I know. It's like required reading. Why, why are we? Anyway, whatever. Start the episode proper. I mean, this was already. You should include this in the episode discussion, but uh, it will be in the episode discussion. I think once we. I mean, really, once we get into the uh, fudget. Yeah. Uh, once we get into the uh, uh, meat and potatoes here, uh, I think we'll all we'll all come to a better understanding. So this is absolute candor. The crew's journey to Free Cloud takes a detour. Everything takes a detour, Andy. Yeah. Uh, when Picard orders a stop at the planet Vashti, where Picard and Raffi relocated Romulan refugees 14 years earlier. Upon arrival, Picard reunites with Elnor, a young Romulan he befriended uh, during the relocation. Meanwhile, Narek continues his attempts to learn more about Soji, while Nerissa's impatience with his lack of progress grow. Should be grows. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, CBS All Access. Come on. Fix your summaries. Was that yeah. what that was? was it, well, it was on Amazon, so maybe it was maybe like... Amazon's maybe maybe it was also... It could have been like a... Jeff good. Bezos, fix your fix your summaries. I'm too busy with all the money. Mm. Jeff Bezos, how are you here? I'm everywhere. He's our first guest. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for believing in me. Other than Jonathan Friggs. <laughs> no, on this version. You know, this is the Picard edition. You know that. I sure do. <laughs> uh, here's my beef right now. It's so hard always to find this on CBS <laughs> All Access. They want you to watch their other stuff. I'm happy to, but I'm already paying for it, so why should I have to bother? All Access Originals! That's what that actually sounds like if you have the volume all the way Previously up. on Star Trek Picard. <laughs> So essentially, I would take all this previously on and make this the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Guess what? Where are we, Andy? 14 years ago. <laughs> if we're going to start every fucking episode 14 years ago. There is a lot of action 14 years ago and not so much, much action happened. in the present. So much I mean, if you really think about the present day action in the timeline of the show. Who is this what, This android? There must be another one out there. I'll get a ship. Let's go. The end. That's all we've done so far. <laughs> There's a lot of tying sort of what happened. It's, it's basically the thing that is driving him. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. The thing that is driving him is his love for data. But all this Romulan stuff is all around us. I guess because the Romulans tried to kill one. So that's the reason. Would you say it might be a little little muddled? Yeah, crammed together. That's why when I was explaining to you what I would do in the first episode, and you were like, well, what does that have to do with this? I'm like, I mean, it all sort of has to do everything. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) There's a little Romulan bug that was flying around. 
No, that was a Vashti bug. They're on a different oh, planet. Vashti, you're right. I mean, unless they brought... They brought their own bugs. Brought, brought <laughs> Romulan bugs so they would feel better. It's their pets. By the way, 14 years ago, you know what I would have done, Andy? What? I would have... Uh, Why is he dressed like Hannibal Lecter? I would have changed the uh, transporter beam to look a little bit more like it did on TNG. Technology-wise, I'd be like, let's, is it just slightly? let's pull this Are back Are you sure they didn't bit. do it? They didn't. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. Okay. Why he's not in uniform, I don't know. Hello. Hello. How good to see you all again. Yes, yes. I know you're all worried, but the Federation and Starfleet are here to help you settle. You have my word. Shouldn't be throwing his word around like that. Well, how could he know that dead Mars was going to be attacked? You know? I don't know. You can't really speak on behalf of the of Starfleet. You don't know what they're going to do. He's an admiral. The Three Musketeers by Alexander Dumas. <laughs> Enjoy. This, now this scene, I found. Well, I guess you, you might as well just play it. Comfortable, Elmer. He dislikes displays of emotion. Is that all? This, uh, this sort of uh, weird, almost retcon of his character. Yeah, he hugs the kid. The woman says he dislikes displays of emotion. That's because they speak the with kid absolute is a, candor. I, no, that's fine. But then the kid says, "Is it? Do you do you not not like me?" He's he's basically does a sarcastic joke. Then the kid is upset, and he says, "No, I like you very much." And it's like, well, if you know that these people always speak with absolute candor, why are you being sarcastic? You know that Jean-Luc Picard has always had problems dealing with new civilizations and cultures. <laughs> He's not exactly a diplomat, Andy. Fun of children. Not at all. Someday, I may get used to the way of absolute candor. Why don't you like children? Because they're demanding, distracting, and interfere with duty and pleasure alike. My feelings are hurt. I actually did think you were fond of me. Correct. I like you very much. The sisters in Southeast Station tell us things went well there. 10,000 new refugees. The help of the sisters was invaluable. The Federation owes a debt to the Coat Millers. How long can you stay? As always, our house and our hearts are open to you. Can you read the book? Yes, of course. But in three days, I have to be in Central Station to meet the next convoy. Because last time you promised that... A promise is a prison, Elnor. Do not make yourself another's jailer. And that reminds me, Zani. Last time, I made you a promise that I would try and find some sweet Harifat. But I totally forgot that promises were prison, so... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it can't be easy being the only boy in a house of women. Matt, you must get what? What, Andy? Lonely. Do you love it? I can't yes. get enough of it's it. It's a whole new yes. Picard. So um, along with us. Look, I don't mind. Uh, Fourteen years ago would be uh, God. How much after Nemesis? Let's say it's fourteen years. Yeah, I mean, look, he can. He's, I don't mind a softened Picard. Yeah, At all, I, I don't know. It, 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 uh, I, I don't mind a softened Picard. I don't know that that's the way to execute that softened Picard. Uh huh. Is that the issue? 
I don't know what your issue is. My issue is these people. The set, let me just say this. Okay. I think the art design's great. I There's nothing Secunda loves more than a, than a giant... Uh, they don't use matte paintings anymore, but the equivalent, the CG equivalent of a giant expanse of sci-fi landscapes. And boy, is it, it a beautiful show. There's the no production that. is great. And look at this shot right here. Beautiful. Way to go, Frexy. redoubled his agility. Jusak, anxious to put an end to this, springing forward, aimed a terrible thrust at his adversary. But the latter parried it. What does parried while... mean? I'll show you tomorrow. And while Jusak was recovering himself, D'Artagnan... It's just uh, it's just a little odd, that's all. Well, again, it's like this, this would have been an episode one for me. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Senate, then we show... Already building a fleet. Do you think they're going to circle back to what softened him as a person, or or is it implied that it's the deaths of all those people that softened him? But it's a weird no, reaction. No, but this is pre deaths like of all it, those. People. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, right. Of course. Um, so then, well, I think just time has softened him. The loss of data. I don't know. Apparently, put a bigger hole in his heart than we thought. I'm his, just not connect- his bionic heart. I'm not connecting the dots. Is the problem? So I don't know if they're going to reveal something else. That, that would be silly if they had to reveal something else that softened him before he was then crushed by the deaths of all those people. I mean, I get it. He's older. Shit has happened. But if you're tuning in to see Picard, you want an extrapolation that makes sense, and this doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, you also haven't seen everything, you know. You, you've you're, you've you've seen you know four and some change seasons in, and some selected episodes. Uh. Uh, so maybe with the whole breadth of everything, you'll you, you'd you'd see you'd be more uh, available to this. Um, the softening, quote unquote softening. Look, at least I like that. I like that he's not Luke Skywalkering it in The Last Jedi in the sense of like I like that he's not um, hardened and mean and instead of saying the Federation needs to end he's just saying this is not the Federation I knew and he's still championing, championing, championing the old ideals of the Federation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's very much the same, but everything around him has changed. In that sense. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That has nothing to do with his personality quirks. What will this mean for our mission? Will it continue? Of course, it must uh, tell Elnor I'm sorry we didn't finish our fencing lesson, but, uh, well, I'll be back soon. These, uh, th- here's another thing. Just I so- like that they kind of all look like Paul. Oh, that's fair. Um, I was going to say, they seem very much like the Benny Jesuit witches in Dune. Did you read Dune? No, but Patrick Stewart was in it. <laughs> yes, he was in the original David Lynch version of Dune. Um, 
which clearly somebody is heavily influenced by. Some, they mentioned the Kwisat Milat, which is sound kind of sounds like like uh, the Kwisatz Haderach, which is what uh, Paul is in that, and the Benny Jesuit witch group. There's just a lot of and those witches. What were their what was their mo? Um, they could control people with their voice and had a bunch of sort of psychological skills. Mm-hmm. And they were not, but they weren't. Uh, they weren't killers. They weren't truth sayers. <laughs> no, they weren't truth sayers. They weren't the uh, universe's the future. deadliest assassins. I think maybe partial. I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, no, they weren't the universe's deadliest assassins. Well, then uh, they sounded all the same. But they did. They did sort of not really let boys in. Mm-hmm. Picard, ready for transport. By the way, Picard, ready for transport. And he starts walking? <laughs> was very odd. strange. That was very strange. Like Picard, ready for transport is a standstill, end up on a pad. That was very strange. You're totally right. Unless eventually we see the back half of this scene. And I'll strangle everybody if this is true. And he has been beamed directly to the bridge. And his, his steps are taking him off of the... Uh, off of like the upper level of the bridge down to the ops console right. I'd be really annoyed by that <laughs> only because they refuse to show it now <laughs> uh, anyway so what do you think of these n- truth nuns besides the fact that you feel like they're very influenced by Dune uh, I like the um, uh, in terms of the uh, the Star Trek like this species thing is this that they're they're committed to candor i i really enjoy that they're as a, i as mean an interesting they're building they're doing some certainly doing some wor- world building here i mean i don't i like seeing um i like seeing uh the uh i like digging deeper into cultures that we already know about i like having extended lore you know lore yeah exactly where's he hasn't been mentioned fucking once he's got to show up right oh i mean seems like silly if he didn't yeah um but oh my god i think based on seven of nine's appearance and the, the way the she appears borg the the that scene with soji which and one? Bad Spy. Oh, very strange. When they're sliding through the board. So kid. strange. I was sure that I was, was like, turned into something else. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Um, all right. I guess it's supposed to sort of set up that he's actually falling in love with her or something. I have no idea. Okay. But I feel like he kind of got that from his performance, which I thought was pretty good in this episode. Yeah. I mean, at least he didn't like try to put a button on every conversation an evil button like this to sister. himself on a side evil button like he oh, used to like he always episode. does yeah. you're my guest so space turns out to be super boring go figure what were you expecting I don't know so Empty. I mean, of course, right? It's right there in the name, space. It's not like it's called vast quantities of stuff. 
Although, come to think of it, there are over three billion stars in our galaxy alone, and ours is one of two trillion. There are a septillion known planets, so maybe it should be called vast quantities of stuff. Like, why focus on the negative? I caught up on two years of back issues of the Journal of Theoretical Cybernetics, including the Feshrift for Professor Kwok. I watered your plants. You're welcome. I was going to watch a hollow, but weirdly, all you have on board is Klingon opera. Long story. You'll see it in flashbacks. I used to live with a guy who liked paper books. I bothered him, too. James Kirk? What did he used to do about it? He was my dad. He had to put up with it. Far too old. What's your book about? The existential pain of living with the consciousness of death and how it defines us as human beings. not a conversation killer at all. I totally want to talk about the existential pain of living with the consciousness of death. Totally? Yes! Oh, no. Oh, thank God. I just checked the nav log. Where the hell are we going? He says he needs to make a stop. He needs to? Picard? What stop? Vashti and the Kirisek. Oh, Vashti. Mm-hmm. Network note? Explaining could, it? Could... Could someone in here remind us that it's Picard who's the he? No. <laughs> Why is, write that? It is weird. Picard? That is strange. I agree. Man can't even take a guilt trip without using a starship. That's a good line. Yes. What'd you think of the holodeck of Chateau Picard? I guess confusing. Boy, oh boy, thank God they didn't go back we were, to Earth. Yeah, we were almost off Earth. Ugh. It seems a little odd that a working ship should have a hospitality hologram. I came with a basic installation, sir, but you're right. Hospitality emergencies are rare on this vessel. In general, the captain keeps his own company. Come. You want to go to Vashti? I like that. Come. Come. Classic. Classic Classic, Picard. Yeah. Captain, come. Way to go, Captain Picard. You did it. He's back. (laughs) Out of your goddamn mind. By the way, this version in this episode, yeah, I find uh, uh, Rafi. This is what's confusing to me. Yeah, you're always taught to never write scripts with two characters with the same letter starting the name because it's just harder to type. It's just harder to type because you just can't type the first letter and then go. Um, so it's weird to me that there's Rossi and Rafi, yeah. but Rafi's characterization in this in this episode. Wait, who's Rossi? Ra- Ross. What is what is his Rios? Rios. Sorry, Rios. Yeah, I'm saying Vashti. Yeah, which was very dumb of me. No problem. So Rios and Rafi. Rafi. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, Rafi's characterization in this episode seems so different. Than previous epi- the previous two episodes, like what? like she's back in space, so maybe there's like that 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 she's not feeling that hole anymore with the uh, vapes, vapes and and booze, yeah. But she seems to be like a very competent first officer, and this rapport that they're having here feels like everything else is water under the bridge. Well, she's pissed off, yeah, but like more like bantery yeah yeah 
hate that fucking hospitality autograph. Yeah, I don't know. Would you even suggest it? Makes me seriously question your mental state. The idea of going there isn't just a bad idea. It's, it's bizarre. Look, Daja's sister is in grave danger. She may already be dead. I am as eager to get to Free Cloud as you. Did I ever say I was eager to get to Free Cloud? Do, do I seem eager to you? I would say more apprehensive. Look, I, I'm going to be straight with you. Oh, well, that will make a refreshing change. Come. This Picard's very sarcastic. Is this a secret thing or... Am I technically part of the crew now? Please, Dr. Girati, join us. So can Rafi I get a Most Valuable Crew Member award? You know what? Fine. Let's go to Vashti. Check out that big statue of you. I mean, they must have put up at least one. If they did, somebody's probably stolen it by now. Kiri's sector's sketchy nowadays. Serious power vacuum. Smugglers and petty warlords like Karkantar basically run the show. Kantar got hold of an antique bird of prey somewhere and has been running wild from Vashti to Daimanta. You didn't already tell him this? He said, lay in a course for Vashti, Rios, and like he just obeyed, like a good Starfleet officer? I assumed he knew. But the Kira sector is in the Fenris Rangers territory. Was. The Rangers just do not have the resources to keep up with the chaos out there anymore. Also, Vashti is a hotbed for the Romulan rebirth. This show is a fucking HVAC store. <laughs> a pipe is pipe is uh, exposition. Wall to wall pipe. Yeah. Movement, but you're just gonna drop in and pick yourself up a nun. Oh, okay. Well, now somebody has to tell me what we're talking about. JL wants to hire an assassin. Oh, I understood everything else because you were just explaining what was happening, but this part sound felt more like a mystery box. She is the audience sure she said totally it just occurred to me yeah she's there to be the outsider that the world is explained to sure <laughs> that's literally her function here oh, definitely <sighs> they are not assassins and you can't hire them the Kowat Malat have to choose that's Hedera you- Romulan warrior nuns that's a real thing I'm the only person in this room that doesn't know that. Please, explain it to me. <laughs> How bizarre. I, no, knew some Kowat Milad. On Vashti alone, they helped Rafi and me relocate more than a quarter of a million refugees. And they are the most skilled single combat fighters that I have ever seen. And the most feared enemies of the Tal Shiar. Sounds like you already owe them more than they owe you. What, what makes you think they're going to help you now? They have their own criteria whether to give or withhold their assistance to a cause. And what is that? Let's just say that I am confident that they will find ours worthy. And if they don't, the way of absolute candor means that they won't hesitate to tell us. What's the way of absolute candor? It's their primary teaching. Yeah, it's true. Total communication of emotion without any filter between thought and word. And it runs entirely counter to everything that the Romulans hold dear. So everyone, if you're watching this and you have a question, don't worry. Alison Pill's character will ask it. 
<laughs> and then everyone in the room who already knows the information will explain it, which I suppose is better than having these two, <laughs> Picard and, and, and Alison Pill, oh, Alice uh, saying that uh, synthetics have been outlawed to each other. The two people who would know it the most. <laughs> well, there you go. You have argued to a certain degree for why she should be there. I that, I think that's... It, I didn't see it until now. Right, yeah. Like, literally until just now, yeah. it clicked in to my brain. So, uh, let's go. We're going to skip over to the Borg Cube, everybody. Uh, we're back on uh, in Borgtown, which sometimes it's green, sometimes it's blue. I don't know. And uh, so this is uh, Soji is, I guess, just watching all these deposition videos uh-huh. from the Borg computer mainframe. I'm shrugging at Andy. Andy shrugging back of the uh, of of Ramda, who last week uh, called her the destroyer. Mm. Ancestors call the day of annihilation. Oh, Andy, I forgot they actually spoke in Romulan. <laughs> uh, so the rule back over on Discovery Land, uh, when Andy and I would watch Discovery in the Patreon, I would skip through all the Klingon scenes because they were all subtitled and it would be just odd to just sit and listen to. But uh, essentially, this she that video was speaking of the prophecy of the Destroyer. Uh, and what we know from last week is, of course, that... Uh, they saw Soji as the destroyer. Um, is Sophie Gozer the destroyer? Well, then, who's the keymaster? Is is Narek the keymaster? Then who's the gatekeeper? Wait, which one was the gatekeeper? I don't remember. <laughs> well, Gozer she was. She was the gatekeeper. Yeah. gatekeeper. Sigourney Weaver was a gatekeeper, right? So, I think so. Every 30 minutes, a transit zone opens up in so a random spot in the person. network. If this is- By the way, I love this. Like, they have to, like, they have to, in this in this scene, they have to explain the dial, explain the defense system. Yeah. Set it up. I thought. So hard over your head. They know exactly what's going to happen. But what? Wait, what? Do you? Because I thought they were going to do more. What I thought in this moment, and maybe this is what it will turn into later, when he started to go like the planetary security system, you know, and he starts describing all the stuff, and each, and then she's the hacker. I'm like, oh, this is Mission Impossible with Picard. That's what they've been building to. But then kind of isn't he just no, they just they just, somebody he goes down to the planet they and then just, he comes back and there's a space battle and that's yeah it. money which doesn't exist in um, maybe it does after maybe 14 years into post nemesis they yeah. went back to an economy that he seems very money. amused by the fact that they want Clears to you have a minute to pass through try to come go without clearance and you're met with immediate kill fire do we have clearance i'm working several angles but so far no Call Central Station. Tell them it's me. That was the first thing we did. Frankly, they were not impressed. Very well. Suggestion? It's the performance. A cash gift is always appropriate. <laughs> He's clearly made a, de- a choice to make this Picard a completely changed person. Yeah, and I think that's appropriate. If it's thirty years later, 
I guess I and, just, and I guess what I we'll see the, is sort no, of right, the why of it. Right, you know what I mean? It. Yeah, this is what Lila was arguing is that later on everything it'll all make sense, but which it better, right? Which was the problem. But that's with where lost. you get into lost that's exactly because lost at the problem. end when it, when the end is bullshit, then it's like all right, well you just you just <laughs> screwed me for five <laughs> years of my five life. years of Andy's life. <laughs> so all right, this he's will only be not, thirteen he's, episodes. He's still not over it. I'm really not. It's made me so mad. But I think that, like, the uh, inherent archetype of Picard is secure. I think it still feels like him. Does it? I feel like it doesn't. There are uh, elements I, I think that there, do. There, there are moments that, that yes. feel like a different Picard, which I think is appropriate for a 30-year-older character. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, Luke, again, I don't know why I'm going back to Star Wars, but it's just like... I'm going back to Star Wars because it's the only franchise where we've had the same actors playing the same parts this far apart. Part of the problem that I had with the new Star Wars movies, not to digress too far into this, is, well, this is a different problem. Because, like, I wanted extrapolation with Han, and I didn't get any extrapolation. They just they just he fucking like reset Han to... Well, that wasn't even... That was, a, that was a reset to New Hope Han. Leia felt a little bit more like an extrapolation, but she was already sort of... Uh, you know, a person who could have become that anyway. Yeah, but that's what I was saying, though. Luke didn't feel like a logical extrapolation either. And it would have been weird, though, right, if you see Luke. But yes, Han is exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. None of them are good extrapolations. Han was was like a reset. Who's who's a good extrapolation in In movies or TV? I think Luke is. And I'll tell you why I think Luke is. He was tortured and he was... Yeah, and I'm like, you're not seeing the same guy who has to go to fucking Tashi Station to pick up a power converter. And a, you're not yeah. seeing a whiny 18 I'll buy that. I'll buy that. He's, you know he's what I mean? A you're seeing better, a, yes. a man also they explain who's gone that. through some shit. Yeah. In a flashback. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams. Jolantru. Kowat Miller. This, this episode, all these episodes end like Force Awakens. How so? Force Awakens, how does it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the Luke appearance. Luke getting handed yeah, yeah, the yeah, lightsaber. Right, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of visual acting here on this podcast for audio purposes. <laughs> uh, you should have been here. You should amazing. have been here, guys. You're all invited. So Picard comes... Uh, to get a to, I mean I guess to get a, a what a, an assassin uh, I'm not surprised she tried to take her own life I think the assassin kid I don't know why I feel so drawn may I ask you a question thing. I think there's an obvious oh, thing for this he's the gunslinger what do you want yeah go ahead why does he not look more Romulan he doesn't even seem to have the ridges on his head well, there are two, there's a couple versions of Romulans. Oh, yeah. There. You know, the northern Romulans are the ridged Romulans. Oh, is that it? The non... Yeah, they're, which is nice because they're like bridging like the TNG era and the TOS era. I like that. I mean, I do too, but just make him look like... Which is like why... Like the, the why Romulans. What's her face? God, I forget her name already. Tasha, Yara's daughter. Nope. I'm talking about in Picard. Oh. Z- uh, Nerissa? No, I'm talking about Picard. Chateau Picard is what I meant to say. Oh. I don't remember their names. Exactly. Me <laughs> either. Uh, so, uh, those two, one of them's a northerner and one of them is not. One has ridges, one doesn't. Yeah. Bald guy has ridges. Irish lady does not. Oh, yeah. When 
they take off the helmet of the Zatvaj, he's got the ridges. Right. And she says, he's not going to tell us anything. He's a stubborn northerner like you. Right. Then they both have ridges. Those are the northerners. You extrapolate from that. Yeah. Something about me set her off. Don't blame yourself. She is disordered. When she looked at me, I felt seen. Even though she didn't like what she saw. Laris and Zaban. Thank you. I see you, Sergi. I'm a trusting person, Narc. That's my default. But I don't know. You kind of challenge my paradigm. I gotta say, also, I know this falls into the Andy needs a girlfriend category. This is probably the part of the show that I'm enjoying the most. <laughs> like, yeah, they're both cute. They seem to be having a good time. <laughs> seem to be connecting. I mean, in a way, that's fair because I feel like this has been more of an arc than we've gotten from any other characters. Right. There's more nuance. There's more forward movement in their story yeah, right. than there have been in the other three episodes with the other 19 characters combined. Right. They both want things also. Well, I guess yeah, Picard they both wants have, things. They both but, have drives. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're not hidden drives, right. quote unquote. Um, she has a hard drive. You know what I mean? Hey, hey nice. she's a robot. You did it. She's a robot. Um, That's bother me that Narissa kept saying she's the robot girl. Even though that's a valid joke, it's just sort of like, I don't know, would people in this century really still... she's an android. She has human form. (laughs) Um, But, look, here's what I like. I'll tell you right now. Okay. You recognize this uh, decanter? Is that that the Romulan Ale decanter? Yeah, bro. Nice! Blue Romulan Ale. They're going for it. Sweet. Um, so that's they fun. They haven't changed the design since I the love 23rd that century. I love that they're in the Borg Cube mess hall. Uh, <laughs> sure. Like, I'm, just, I'm sure. Repurposed looks space. Like, looks like somebody hung some, some yard lights up there. Yeah. They're like, we need some Edison bulbs. A chance. How did you know I was going to the disordered ward just now? I didn't. Have you been watching me? Not in the way that you mean it. I'm a spy. I mean... <laughs> no uniform. I love you. No insignia, no rank. You go anywhere you like on the artifact, and you know things. Will you tell Shiar? No. If you were tell Shiar, would you also answer no? Yes. I would have liked that better if he not laughed, if he just said yes. Well, I mean... The laugh is sort of just like this be, still being disingenuous. Whereas I would have liked it better if he was being honest and just like, yes, basically, I'm lying to you. But is he? Because he's not Talshiar. He's Jatvash. Mm, Talshiar enemy. The spirit of the question was... Disagree. The oh. specificity of the question. Oh, interesting. Coming from an android. Right. And from him. He can honestly answer that. Right. And say, no. Right. And yes, that would be my answer if I wasn't, because right. that's what a Talshiar would say. Right. Now, if she asked if it was a Zatvash. Right. I guess what he should have done is turn away and then go, I'm something that you are not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> With a hit of light on the side of his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then we see the light in the dark. You know, man, he's just t- he's caught between those two worlds. Andy. Yep. I want to show you something. 
<laughs> now this is the next line. Oh yeah. Oh man, what a. Where are we going? I'm going to teach you an ancient Borg ritual. The Borg didn't have rituals. That's what everyone thinks. This program you watched, the one with Rambo, it was in Romulan. A talk show called Yerminer. By the way. I'm sorry, it wasn't archive takes. I forgot this. It was a talk show called Yerminer. Yeah, I forgot that too. We still got talk shows. I love it. Yeah. In the sense that I don't. That seems real hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Have this, uh, even, even to Andy. Are we Andy saying Secunda, the WGA is still around? <laughs> sure they haven't improved their deal. Uh, even sure. Andy Skunda, who would love a date on a Borg Cube. This was very silly. <laughs> I wish it was like... I don't know. Some sort of cold storage of the Borg and they ice skated. I don't know. <laughs> That's dumb. An old friend of my farmer's uh, fr- father is a professor at the U. When you shipped out Beta Quadrant aboard the Ellison. So you have been watching me. Here we are. The ventilation return. Take off your shoes. What? Why? A Borg ritual. Shoes off. So that's a joke, right? Because Borgs don't have rituals. Or shoes. Right, gotcha. So it's all a joke. It's all no. being sarcastic. Or whatever. The, cute. That's the beauty of it. You don't know. Exactly. Right. I assume he's being cute. We're in a world where... I don't know. This is... What's happening here? Yeah. If you came up and you told me there's a Borg ritual... An ancient Borg ritual, and they did have a culture at some point, which of course they did in the original canon. Yeah. Um, and it involves sliding around without shoes. No crazier to me than sect of nuns that have to speak the truth, which is the opposite of what all the Romulans do. <laughs> I don't. So you did not like that aspect. That I do like. Look, I thought it was a conceptually, it was. <laughs> I like a League of Lady Assassins. I also like it as I'm a, way on board with that. I like the League of Lady Assassins, even though it's very much like the novelization choices that that so many things are in this, where it's just like, what's the most comic booky thing? And look, I'm on board. If it's cool, put it in. But um, but the I, I like that they're you know that it's it makes sense as an as an antithesis to Romulans always being shifty and a sect growing out of that. Sure. So I enjoy it. Okay. I also like it as a thing of like, oh, that's that's an interesting writing thing to write. Someone who hides hides nothing. Yeah. Um. So they slide By around. Philosophy. This is what they do, Andy. They slide around. They sure do. Uh, with whooping, they're saying it's whooping. Is by the way is written in the. Uh, Captioning. What if he makes a terrible mistake and this is what activates her and then she starts kicking ass? That'd be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think... I'm sorry. Somebody sent it in and I don't remember who. I apologize. Tell me who it is and I'll credit you. Um, I think this guy has an actual twin. This actor. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. They were like, hey, I wonder if they're going to have this play in in some way. They could, I suppose. Um, 
what? Somebody ID'd him. He's blowing up on personal comm traffic down there. Good blowing up or bad blowing up? Bad. Catastrophic. I didn't like blowing up. That's that's too modern. Too colloquial. No, not now, Rafi. I need more time. I mean, that's the kind of thing if you got to do it. That's what I say. I know that Matt doesn't like it. Where Andy and I are coming from on this is interesting. We're coming from the reverse side of it, where we work for shows that are set in the past. And sometimes things will come across in a script where it's like blowing up. And I'll be like, no, not a thing that was said then. And what do you do when it? I change it. You do change it all the time. Interesting, because I had to deal with that today, and I, I was, I, I always and I was, it. I was sort of like, all right, if that's what they want, you change it. <laughs> you like to see it burn. <laughs> I don't. I'm not the showrunner right now. I'm not either, but I'll at least give them the option. All right. Oh no, yeah, I'll shoot another option. Yeah, but we'll do the other one more. All right, there you go. And more takes. That probably makes more sense. Because it'll well, that's it protects fine. us. Yeah, no, yeah, all right. Well, then we do the same thing. Yeah. But, like, if we're saying... But nobody's going to do it because they don't care. If they've written it, then they're going to put in the thing that they wrote. Uh, this is when I go to the director. About, I go, we're just talking about work in front I, of you. I say, it, I, say, I say to the director, I'd put this in your cut. All right. They'll be like, this version... Here's why I don't think it's something people said back then. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to throw out this. Anyway, Matt and I, with the scene, would have shot something else <laughs> for that well, line. Yeah, I guess what... Well, but in a way, what I, what we're saying is... Besides blowing up. Language is important. And colloquial phrases and sayings and words are important. If you're trying to set... Uh, a time and a place and you know people would say things in in the 80s like like they would often say that things were bitching Mm -hmm. and you move forward to the 90s bitching's not a thing we're gonna say that is fat P-H-A-T in the 90s move to the 2000s and people are not saying fat anymore. They're playing. They're saying that is dope. I was wondering if that was what it was going to be. I, I just that was off the top of my head. Yeah. It, I'm probably incorrect. Someone will point out, and I'll get a prime corrective email about it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like I was language, wondering if that was going to be this decade or if language that was the changes. Decade. Sure, swears change. Right. Um. But Matt, how do you? Why do you say then that you don't want uh, your fracks? Because isn't oh, that what the extrapolation would be? Because that also takes me out of it. So you don't want you don't want the. By cr- the way, in Battlestar Galactica, I feel like Battlestar Galactica they would say fuck. That was just because it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. They didn't say fuck. They would absolutely say fuck. I don't remember that. Battlestar Galactica wasn't it always frack? So it's frack or fracking. Yeah, no, no, but they would say fuck. In had addition they to not, frack? No, had they not oh. been on Sci-Fi Channel, oh, I see. they would have peppered the fucks in, and it would have been perfectly fine in that world. I like it. Though. In the world of Battlestar Galactica. I like the choice. Well, I like it, too, because they had to make it, and they stuck with it. Yeah. 
So I guess I'm saying by what you're saying, but if they you came up, up with a swear in what Star the Trek, that was for and the, it was like this century. It was like, and she was said to Picard, the sheer flubity. What well, it wouldn't be flubity, but it'd be like the sheer flarkin. Even if it was that, I'd be like, oh, you know, it has to be done with a certain amount of nuance and artistry, a la Clockwork Orange. But uh, I guess I think what we're it saying can is be only Ronald D. Moore can do it. What about Anthony Burgess? What about Burgess Meredith? What about um, Meredith Baxter Burney? <laughs> Did it. What about Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Damn it. What about Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders. Come on! Damn it. I Love letters, it. Jail. There's a lot of anger. I am quite safe here. I'm picking up an incoming ship. Just at the limit of the scanner range. Moving kind of slow. Looks like that old bird of prey. I'm glad you're safe. We're about to get. Is a there more than one? Arkantar. Well, you do what you. Have. More than one what? Bird, bird of prey. No, he didn't say birds of prey. No, he didn't. I it was just asking. Bird of praise, by the way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just Dude, love I to troll to our audience. Out. We do what we can to maintain peace. Half the sisters serve as Kalanka Khan. Free blades patrolling roads and the big avatar tree on this planet, by the way. Defending Romulan and Terran alike. Do the co-op still bind their blades to a singular cause? If the cause is judged worthy. Uh, no. Thank you, Alon. He doesn't want my bread. Alnor? <laughs> but I was gonna give him bread. Why'd he leave me? Uh by the way, nothing happens here. Uh, we're explained that his fighting skills are uh, incredible, better than they've ever seen. Um, he, this guy is too, um, out of um, I don't know, a Hong Kong kind of look. I, borrow i don't mind period film. i don't mind the borrowing because like you know the klingons and their today is a good day to dies and their honor and blah blah blah, blah. It's just i don't mind the borrowing for me. from i think that's part of the culture. reason that i would like him to be a northerner and be, have ridges because it just would at least make it a little bit more sci-fi i get the years i understand but yeah are you just like why do you even have the shogun hair yeah well it'd be more hong kong not japanese but uh yeah it's just too on the nose um, or on the ears. <laughs> I do like that he's he's an assassin badass. That's fun. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, that's interesting. It's it is like the hired like I'm gonna go in here and Picard can't fight anymore. He needs someone to fight for him. That's true. Did you ever miss me? Of course I did. Continue. Well, recently I've learned that data. This is complicated. That data had two offspring. I feel like, and one of them. All this could have been skipped Dodge. over, and you could have started this conversation in the middle. Also, yeah, was murdered in front of me. Particularly since it's serialized, in you don't need to restack it. I have to find her before the Tal Shiar do. The Tal Shiar. Yes. And this other sister is she an android? Mm-hmm. You told me stories about data. 
He had an orange cat named Spot. That's right. <laughs> I've still never seen a cat. Well, if you come with us, because you left you me might here on this run planet. One or two of them. Why do you need me? Because I failed to protect her You're sister. You're a killing machine. You don't know where she is or if she's even alive. No. What about the man who built her? It's just a guess. Are you being pursued? Likely. <laughs> Anticipated, actually. All that is why you need someone. Why do you need me? Because I'm an old man and you're a young one. And you're strong. Zani told me that you are one of the best fighters that she has ever seen. It seems to me that my quest has the appropriate criterion. Will you come with me? Will you bind your sword to my quest? How do you feel? Well, maybe we want to hear what this kid says next. But the but how do you feel about this thing that he basically he abandoned Rafi? He sort of walked away from Rafi. He walked away from these people. He walked away from this kid. It, it's the th- it's the it's the it's the sky again this is so odd for me to be bringing up star wars again yeah but it's the luke and last jedi of it all but, but like luke, but, but but what we're seeing here yeah is that period of time i guess, I guess we're seeing argument. it's the same thing but we're seeing him post we're seeing him post last jedi this is picard post last jedi picard was it luke more like it's all purposeless. Although at least Luke went away for the greater good in a misguided way. He thought that he needed to get away and disconnect from the Force to help bring balance to it. Right. That he thought he was he was doing damage to it. Whereas Picard yes. doesn't seem to have that opinion. He feels like this, he failed to convince Starfleet, but he feels like Starfleet is a fucking problem. Yes. But also, like, it does... It, and and perhaps we will see it explained to us in a way. But there has been nothing to illustrate to me why, and maybe this is coming in episode five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10, 11, 12 or 13, why Jean-Luc Picard, once resigning his commission, uh-huh. would not continue to try to act on the cause. But this is what I'm saying. Or help these people. Or help this kid. Again, this is all part of the cause. These are the Romulan refugees. Right. This is all This is all part of the larger sort of conundrum. I mean, it's all tied into that he's been, was so oh, that broken was up episode. about what happened. That was the name of the episode, Conundrum, right? Which one? The TNG episode. Or what happens? That was the one we just watched. You and I. Was it, was it Violation? No, that was... I'm talking about the one you and I watched together without talking about on the internet. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I guess what I'm... Things I would like, Andy. Yeah. Things things that would help me as a viewer Uh enjoy my time more with the show Uh would be some indication of why, for 14 years... He hid himself away on the on the chateau, and why he wasn't talking to the Klingon Empire, or talking to the Vulcans, or talking to Mott the Barber to see if he knew any other Bolians who had ships. 
why he wasn't just out there every fucking day. Right. That's what I'm pounding missing. I'm the missing space that. pavement. I'm missing that piece of information too. And and we all are, I think. And maybe it bumps us, but nobody else. I don't know. Well, I assume that others, the that the the people who disagreed would argue that he was so crushed by what happened in the Romulans that he couldn't face anything anymore. I just but it doesn't, but, but, that but, doesn't but, match up with Picard either. To but me. it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't done. You know what I mean? It wasn't like there were people to save. There were still people to save. Right. It wasn't like well, that's I guess what they say in this. There's episode. no point where like the sun goes nova. Right. Like at least we haven't seen that point, right? Where the sun goes nova and he's out of time. Right. Maybe we're missing the I don't know how many month period. Wait, he's out of time. What do you mean? Well, the sun's gone Nova. He hasn't been able to save everybody he wanted to save. Do you know what I mean? We haven't seen that period. Is that what right? That's sort is? of the missing. That's sort of the missing link of this timeline. So you think that maybe he? I don't know. So what I'm Something saying is like is going on. I'm saying what I'm saying is maybe there was this period of time between between him resigning his commission from Starfleet, oh, and the sun going Nova or the star going Nova. Where in that entire period of time, he was busting his ass trying to save as many Romulans as he could. Oh, my issue isn't, maybe I'm misinterpreting what you're saying. My issue isn't that he didn't do enough before the sun went supernova. My issue is, why didn't he do anything for these people whose lives were fucked after the sun went supernova? Well, yeah, I think we're sort of arguing the same thing, two sides of the same coin, in the sense that, like, I also don't buy the Picard... Uh, in the versions of in 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 the story we've been told so far, you're saying why did he give up even before? I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. I don't see that. It sort of try. It, they tried to set it up so that it was literally there was no version where he would have helped anymore. But, but I don't. We don't buy even that Picard it, would ever have given up. Right. I would see. I could see him in a fucking runabout taking five people at a time. Right. You know what I mean? Just like doing anything he could. Yeah, I agree with that. I, but maybe that's a mystery box. Mm. And we'll, we'll we'll crack that open. Now that you have use for me, now that I have value to you, you left me on my own, old man. I never meant to. I see no reason not to do the same. Elnor, it... And then the other thing we see here, right, is this Picard is aware of the situation that's happening above him currently, correct? Yeah. He's been hailed. He's uh, been updated. This is a culture. Yeah. This is not his place Uh to take the sign off walk into this cafe yeah and cause trouble for no reason well the sign is a prejudice sign so he's the focal point of the prejudice obviously but i think he feels justified he's the that in order to, to me, please well i I, th- I you know that obviously he did this to provoke elnor into defending him right 
Oh, I didn't even think that that was oh, his that whole is, plan. That is, I'm certain, what he was he's doing. Well, he's then. Trying to draw it. Can Eleanor you play out. It Didn't Make Sense and Andy Fixed It? <laughs> sure. The, the, frankly, what I was kind of missing from it was that, uh, um, oh, they don't have the Andy version. Um, um, the, uh, what I was missing from it... Um, I would have liked the following line of dialogue to happen. Okay. And this is just me being stupid and me being Allison Pill. Andy can fix things too. Thanks. What I was missing from it was was him being a little bit more crafty. I think it's in this moment where yes. he's thinking about this is it. exactly That right. he comes over. But I can't, and that also would have reminded me of old Picard, of seeing the Wiley version of Picard. Here's what I would have liked. Here's how I could have helped you and yeah. me. Uh-huh. Raffi. I don't know how these communicators beep now. Yeah. Uh, what's your status, Picard? We got... Oh, hang on. What's your status, JL? <laughs> nice. This bird of prey is coming in hot, yeah. and we got to get out of here. Did you get the kid? Yeah. No, so he refused to help me. All right. So are you just... Uh, can I? Can we beam you up? Yeah. I, I, I just want to try one more thing. Right. And then this scene. Yeah. I would have liked that. that would have been, or, or even even more, what I would have liked is even more like old Picard. Uh, there'll be two to beam up in five minutes. Or something Great. Like that. But you just That'd said the more. kid wasn't coming. Picard, Picard out. out. There you go. <laughs> that, by the way, improved this 53%. That seems like an overstatement. That little that little seamlet, I think, would have really actually would have helped. helped definitely. Have to, oh, you mean just this section? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole show that seemed like watching. Have we? Forgive me. I. Uh, oh, it was in another lifetime. I have face blindness. That was another man, a Romulan senator. If you can believe it. I had the honor of being present the day you addressed the Hall of State. The very embodiment of Starfleet. Making such eloquent and generous promises on behalf of the magnanimous Federation. The great Saint Picard. Senator. I found it extremely moving. I was very touched. We all were. There were t- it's 114 civilizations in the Federation. The fact that a planet in Earth's solar system was attacked would not be reason enough for the other 113 civilizations to go yeah we're not going to help you Romulans mm-hmm. <laughs> my eyes thank you I mean the president of the federation sometimes isn't even human that's right so it's like I'm not there you go there he is <laughs> sir you're, you're not the president we <laughs> Uh, you're, you're long dead. A bit Then you went away. When you returned, you brought the ships. Those great big. Andy, your your explanation of this makes his shifty eye acting so much better than it was. <laughs> Wallenberg class transports. We all packed and boarded the Nightingale. Five generations of parents and grandparents, siblings and spouses and children, and then. Night- by the way. Also, this is another restating of the thing we already knew. Oh, I know. But also, like, it just occurred to me, like, that sign says Romulans only? 
Who is it for? Who else is on this planet? I know. <laughs> it's also in English. Here. The Vachti. We had so little time. There were so many of you to save. So little to be expected from Starfleet. I did everything I could. And then you gave up. So true. You did. Why did you give up? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm on that guy's side. Get him this pointy metal thing I, I, with a sharp I love, end. I love when they a just sword? when they just clearly dress up the stunt people. Yeah, that's funny. That's so true. Pull up, Pagan. Run at Dusha. No one asked for your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. You and Starfleet had no understanding of Romulan ingenuity, resolve, self-sufficiency. You took advantage of us at the very moment where we doubted ourselves, enticed us with your empty promises. I did everything in your power to scatter, confuse, and divide us. But also, like, you know that star went nova, right? Your planet is blown up. Yeah. What's your point? Why? (laughs) They, They don't... I'd be be I'd be better off if there was a line in here of a presupposition that the Nova was caused by Starfleet. That would have been great. I think his argument is you guys, because of your empty promises, stopped us from solving it ourselves. But that seems like a question. But then they just line. said like ninety percent of them didn't believe that it was happening. Oh yeah, there was that too. I don't know. Not so. I promised you. You promise? Promise. Give him your sword. Good soundtrack. Yeah. No. What's that CG? You didn't have to catch it. What's up with that? What's up with what? I don't know. It was weird how it flew over them. The sword? Yeah. Could have been just a really good toss. Maybe. Next week I'll ask for I'll ask between now and next week, so we'll get an answer. Ask Frakes. I'll ask Frakes. Let him know. Anyway, Andy, as we were saying, back to uh, this fight. Uh, and the see whether or not the uh, sword was CG. TPD on that. I do like his choose to live. <laughs> no. Please, my friend. I like Card's sort of updated choose to live. Um, captain's jacket. Have we discussed that before? Again, it's not a captain's jacket. It's just a jacket. I know, but it looks similar. Something happened to my my sound. No, it didn't. It's quieter. Maybe it did. I don't know. Whatever. There Hello. You go. Yeah. That's it's too loud. I like fine. to hear my I voice. I'll out later. Sometimes I'll just go home and put the headset on. Hold the mic. Just talking to it. Just hear me. So. So that's very. I would call it. That's very Crouching Tiger also. Yes. Like cutting through a rolled bamboo rug. Also the spin. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
It's just I, I was a little taken aback by it. Kind of like in the why in, this in the graphicness of it all. Oh, really? Yeah. Just in terms of Star Trek. Oh. But then I was like, well, no, I mean, we've had bugs crawl into ears and control minds, and I suppose it's not that graphic. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had people vaporize from the inside out. For sure. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that part didn't bother um, But I did, I was like, God, this is not Picard letting that kid do that. And then luckily when he beamed aboard, the, uh, the ship, he yelled, at, he yelled at Elnor. broke faith with you. And the result was terrible. Seems like an understatement. Pain and loss for you all. And I am sorry. About the planet being destroyed. And also this mess someone now wants to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) The card, ready for transport. The Tangalang is no match for a disruptor sister boy. Yes, now! Sister I'm walking, boy. sister boy. <laughs> what, a fun what was it? They, he called him sister boy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That man did not deserve to die. Yet he chose it. Fatakawat Malatni, outcome is not in doubt. Now you listen to me carefully. I will benefit by your skill and your courage, but if you bind yourself to my cause, I will tell you when to fight and when to refrain. Is that understood? Yes. Swear it. I swear. Seems like that's going to bite him in the ass later. They're playing patty cake. Uh, you didn't say to fight. <laughs> I don't mean every single Dr. time. Gerati. Rafi. This is Elnor. Oh, I, I just noticed this, Andy. A little, uh, little armory back here. Oh, nice. Bunch of bunch of pew pews and some pow pows. A boy with a stick. I have to ask you. I feel like he would know Raffy. What do you mean? The boy with the stick. Oh, he would have would know Raffy yeah. from the previous excursions, right? Or stories, or maybe it's in the comics. Right. What made you decide to bind yourself to my cause? It met the requirements for worthiness, and it seemed like you needed me after all. What is the requirement for worthiness? That's why I'm walking behind you right now. <laughs> Galankai will only bind herself, himself, to a lost cause. Oh, yeah, these two. I take it she's anatomically correct. Is this going to be reveal or if it's just, nope, just uh, incest? Sure. Yeah. Or if that's his twin playing a lady. Oh. You've been studying her kind your whole adult life. Waiting for her. Planning for her. Wondering what it would be like when you finally saw her. There she is. Why is she obsessed with Ramda? What happened when the cube assimilated the Shaynor? Why did its crew and passengers lose their minds? Who were they? What have you accomplished on my behalf? I've planted the first seed of doubt. Really? One whole seed. Yep. It was an old 
Borg tradition. Let me show you. And then we cut to them sliding around in slow-mo laughing. I know how to handle her. <laughs> if I press her too hard, it might activate her. Isn't it wonderful, sister? I'll both be dead. That is the goal, you know. To kill them. Yes, all of them. Which is something I can't do until we find out where she came from and where the rest of them are. So this is new information. In the meantime? Yeah, that there are more. There are more and that but, they don't know where my they question are. Is and that, like, that's what the information is. My question is like, do they know there are more? Or are they just presupposing there are more? And when they say synthetic, like, do they want to kill all synthetic life? Like, right. was their goal in the Mars situation... Maybe that's what he means by more. Was their goal in the Mars situation just to destroy the fucking Mars synthetics? Yeah. And they were like, oh, add a bonus. We could probably just destroy the Federation, too. But yeah. didn't. You slide ever deeper into your own obsession. Have you entertained for even a moment that she might be the one handling you? No, because I've got a necklace I'm holding also. <laughs> Your little robot girl has a plan. Don't forget that. I know full well. Who is she now? <laughs> Who is she? You see Nerissa's hand kind of release the grip on his throat at one moment. <laughs> Just like, yeah, he could have gotten away. Send. Send him. Then destroy him. Goes of the goes area. Okay, so back to my earlier point when I was talking about villains and they had sort of uh, drives and, and purpose and reason that you could see is justifiable. I suppose if these Tal Shiar agents or Jem or whatever they are, Jat Vash. Jem Hadar, you were going to say Jem Hadar. Absolutely was. For, yeah. Because um, it rhymes. It's weird. Uh, I suppose, right? If they truly buy into this prophecy, yeah. that the synthetic is the destroyer, then they are purely doing this out of self preservation mm-hmm. and not out of mustache twirling yes which I think should have should maybe be more evident (sighs) but again it's only four episodes in I mean these characters are are crazy town Um, I have said before and I I kind of say well you know we're even going to get to more so let's just go to the next scene and I'll make my point give you and your seed one more week after that if I don't have the location we go back to good old pain and violence on who? on the robot it's a robot though she's not going to feel any pain yeah I know she's just going to activate her it's like also like what are you doing just fucking take a goddamn transporter okay beam her scramble her signal and then dematerialize her into fucking space well they don't want to just kill her they want to get information from her that's what they should have done on earth what do you mean they blew her up 
But they tried to, but they failed because she was too strong. They Are we ever going to find out what that screen was they put on her face? The what on her face? Remember when they put a screen on her face? Remember they when they attached some sort of screen to oh, Doji's yeah. face? Yeah, maybe oh. they were, that was it. Maybe they were, well, yeah, I guess wonder why they're not doing that with Soji. Whatever. Security net worries me. Well, they're not doing it because we'll, we tried it your way. Now we'll do it my way. Right. That's that. That's why. Just get us the hell out of here. The, the line that you just jumped over is that old heap's targeting system is primitive, but it's the planetary security system that worries me. Yep. And then later he says, "Which I just maybe, assumed they would fly around." Can you, can you outrun him? Maybe not outrun him. I can definitely outfly him. She's <laughs> so Han Solo that it's a little bit weird. Those even sound like Millennium Falcon sounds. Can you go faster than that bird of prey? Maybe not outrun him, but I can definitely outfly him. We we should be. Um. So I guess my point is, they got all these space opera qualities, and you know, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah, I really enjoy space opera, and I don't even I don't even hate the novelization aspect, the shitty novelization kind of, you know, the evil twin brother and sister, and uh, and this Han Solo guy, and that it's you know kind of a bunch of fun stuff, but it doesn't seem to be. I'm surprised that it doesn't seem to be more substantial based on the pedigree of that, this. That what doesn't seem to be more substantial? The choices. Like, yeah. I like it. I'm I'm actually surprised that we're getting a few communiques from our from our uh, uh, from our listeners that are like we're being too critical, and that the diehard Star Trek fans aren't reacting worse to this space opera stuff well i think maybe they are waiting for the assembly uh you know of the entire thing yeah before they're snapping to judgment right Uh, but we are here's the problem i will say this show our show is structured our tnc this podcast is structured to to deal with episodic trek right and as a result, we've built in these things like most valuable crew member and uh, a, a rating system for each episode. Uh-huh. Um, and that stuff seemingly doesn't apply here. you saying we should stop? No, I'm saying we're going to continue to do it because that's what we do. But our critical nature is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to remove it. <laughs> well, and it's that's true. No matter what the format n- is, not happening. Yeah, but I look. I, I enjoy the crap out of the, the space way, battle here. Contrarian emails. I think we should welcome more of them. Sure. Uh, and like, help us. Help us see what you're seeing, everybody. Like, in it, all honesty, like you know, if I'm saying something like, "Why are they doing this?" Da 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 da, and you have a solve as easy as Andy's thing to me, which was just me with dumb blinders on of like, "Oh no no Matt, he's doing this to draw out Elnor and make him join the cause," right. and then I go, "Oh okay, yeah." I assume that most of the things that people will say is like, "Well no, it's serialized, so you got to wait until the end." That that's kind of a dead end in this particular conversation but if you have other stuff we're um more than willing to hear and by the way i i don't even know that i'm as 
I feel like you're more down on it than even I am, probably because a lot of this stuff is like, <laughs> I like the pew pews. <laughs> I like the space battle. I like that, you know, I certainly Andy, I like love battle. the crap out of, uh, you know. Oh, out of curiosity, when they say like, uh, I don't know, but that's one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Is there was there a part of you thinking I maybe was hoping it was Riker? Maybe it was Riker. <laughs> yeah, I figured it's because he was directing it. I was like, no, it can't be Riker. But that would have been crazy. That would have been delightful, so wonderful. But I mean, but of also, course was also so delighted by Seven of was Nine. So happy that it was Seven of Nine. I would have appreciated it to be Tom Paris and Seven of Nine. Yeah, could have on been the Delta Flyer. Sure. Yes, you uh, do. No, that's their uh, shuttle. That's, they uh, built yeah, right. Paris is shuttle. He built the Voyager thing. Weapons online. I really do like the uh, the Spanish EMH um, tactical officer ETH. ETH. It's an emergency tactical officer, right, sir? Almost hung over or something. Hold on. I think that's this actor's best performance in this. I, I enjoy him because I like what he does with each of the holograms. I like because he puts kinda, a little spin on each one. I kind of like them more than what he's doing with the actual character. Yeah. But that character made those holograms, so I think that's all, all the same character, man. Him. Uh,. I thought, here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought they were just going to fly it. Since they could outmaneuver the bird, I thought they were going to just bring it in close enough to the surface to scoop away as the planetary defenses hit the old bird of prey. That's what I thought that was going to happen. But that's saying. where they were like, I wonder if they're setting it up what, for a later sucker? episode. Oh, but if they're setting percent. it up for but, a thousand percent. But then that means we're going to spend even more time on this fucking planet? No, it's just a defense system uh-huh. that other planets could also have. Maybe. <laughs> Very Star Wars he sounds. By the way, Frakes is uh, masterfully directing their sideways leans. Yes. And their we got hit by a weapon. Sure. Here's how much you should be shaking. Yeah. Routing additional power to inertial dampeners. <laughs> Trying to get a read. Sound like Phantom Menace space battle sounds. No transponder. Great timing, though. So seven comes in and just slices up the bird of But still gets hit. Hard. That pilot's hailing us, JL. Open a channel. Uh, mm. Open the channel, put him on. He's asking permission to beam over. His ship's breaking up. Do you think each of the uh, um, the ETH and all the other all the other holograms are different character payments, Matt? Yes. Writer's character. Yes. Famous. His shields are failing. Ravi, beam him in directly here. Do it. Hello. <laughs> if it's anyone weird, slice their head off. <laughs> it's 
Seven of nine. You just kill seven of nine. By the way, that ship's broken up. She's still trying to get a lock on. Yeah. I thought this was a weird edit. Isn't that classic, though? Isn't it like, I have it. I'm uh, it's, uh, They've broken up. No, but like, she hasn't even started the buttons. Oh, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Got him. Like, it should have been got him, cut to the uh, yeah. ship. Seven of nine. You owe me a ship, Picard. <laughs> She's so good. Jerry Ryan's I wish the best. She didn't fall down. Yeah. Because a Borg would have instantly bounced back. Well, I mean, obviously she's seemingly grown more humanity. You know, well, she's yeah. no longer in a cat suit. She's still got the nanobots she's got her in her hair down. But uh, I also would have liked it if she kept it more together and was like so badass that she just was like bleeding out of her forehead and was like, "You want me to ship Picard?" And then I guess I interpreted it as uh, you know that she basically would be dead if she was human. Yeah. Play your jingle. Oh. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> it's the one he never has ready because no. he rarely. I don't really have to use this that often. Andy can fix things too. Who are you looking for? On the next Picard. Maddox. So, Andy, Matt, what did I say? I wish we had it on playback. What I said about Free Cloud. Oh, this is it. We must extract him. Are you serious? What did you say about it? I said if it's like a bullshit pleasure planet that is like Vegas. Oh, boy. But the other qualification I had, too, was that it would would have to be uh, on a cloud of sorts, have to exist in some sort of cloud. I don't know. Then I'm out. Oh, no. And then I see this fucking pimp hat going on. It was not. It's really an upsetting turn of events. An eye patch? Yeah. Sending us down there looking like this. We really need to sell this. We need to show a little panache. You're killing it. You're killing it. That's another thing. I don't like it. Something's not right. I'd like some holographic angel wings, by the way. When I write my sci-fi thing in the future and I have people going hasta la vista baby and whatnot uh, you know i she apologize walked the, he walked them into an ambush she will he someone walked someone into an ambush yeah because seven of nine says ambush and then we see seven of nine just killing the entire bar i love that that looks fucking awesome oh shit <laughs> well it's still recording it just lost the sound of the uh, thing of a jiggy okay um, just knock the recorder over. It's falling again. It's okay. It's okay, everybody. It still works. That was a Zoom H6N going probably about three and a half feet down and still recording. That's Ooh, pretty good. good. Pretty good advertisement right yeah. there. All right, Andy, that was that. that oh, sure I, was. I do feel like we are definitely in. We're missing the uh, engines. Let me get the engines back online here. Okay. Ooh, better. All right. Here we go. Well, it's the MVC, yeah, the MVC. Get over that! Um, MVC. The M- e- e- <laughs> He doesn't do anything. No, I guess it would be Jerry, you know, 709's got to be in the running. She helps. Um, maybe the kid. 
Elnor? Uh, Elnor, what does Elnor do really, though? Well, he saves Picard's life. Does he? I mean, he slices that guy's head off when he but was he's trying the, to kill He's Picard. also the cause of the situation. You can argue Picard's the cause of the situation. Yeah, but why is Picard doing that? To get to get the kid. Who was the cause of the situation? Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. I feel like I think I know who we should all give it to. I'm going to give it to seven or nine. I'm giving it to Alison Pill. Why? She's the audience. <laughs> and we are the most valuable for sticking with this. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Uh, sorry. It's late. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. It's, uh, it for those of you wondering, it's 11.22 p.m. Andy and I were at work very early. How many Andy's does this episode get? Oh, man. What I don't are, even know how to rate things anymore. I don't either. What did I give the last one? I feel like it's it's dropping. Oh, no. It was violations. I, I kicked the shit out of. Um, uh, I mean, I like the space battle. Love seeing Seven of Nine. Love the design. That's like going to see The Force Awakens and going. Really loved seeing Luke. it's exactly like that I don't know a four and a half is that too low what even happens I don't even know how to I don't know how to grade the show anymore I don't either right because like if you think about it five is average but I think to me but average to the show this is the problem it needs to be it cannot be rated everyone's talking about how we're being dicks well not everybody some people are basically the the, the central argument which is fine is well it's a slower pace they said they were going to do that it's a serialized show it'll all make sense later all that is fine. This Here's, is this is not slower but, paced than Star Trek: The Next Generation. Do you guys understand what pacing is? That's the thing. The problem is, this there is, is no repeated information. There is no story. There is no forward moving story that is engaging us. The story points are very minimal. Very little is happening. The other thing I was going to say, this is like the fifth. Eleanor is like Eleanor walks away. It's like that's like the fifth refusal of the call in in. But in that's a, the thing. Everyone, in the hero's journey that we've seen, everyone like, is refusing. Just get to the next stage. Everyone is refusing the call. Yeah, everyone. I know. That's I what don't I'm understand how many times that can happen to one man, to one journey. I'm not hopeful. At this point, because but, yeah. because this is clearly the the pattern that's been set. So I don't know what they're killing time for. I don't either. What are you drawing out? Television show? Like they don't have to pad. This is not not based on books. Like just get to the best thing all the time. Like what are you waiting to do? Show what? are you waiting for like what are you waiting to reveal to us and who cares just get to it (laughs) like it's like i get like the idea of like not wanting to show picard in a uniform yet and like holding out on him getting into a starship and you know but you opened the fucking show with 
the Enterprise D and Data in 10 forward. You fan serviced us. Yeah. Thank you. Now move. Right. You have access to all the toys. So if you want to invent new toys, that's fine. Do something cool with the new toys. But again, maybe this is all part of a whole. So here's my default rating now. But this is the problem. Even if it's part of a whole, the individual parts leading up to the... It's like you don't read a book for the ending. You don't read a book for the reveal. Like correct, you read a book to enjoy every chapter on the way to later reveals. And I, you know, Chabon's so good at making you want to turn the page, right? That every fucking episode is ending like a chapter. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep reading. So here's my here's my new rule. Okay, starting with this episode forward everything's a five (laughs) until it proves me otherwise okay because what i say always right is how successful is the thing at what it set out to do Mm -hmm. and it's becoming clearer and clearer to me that i don't know what this is setting out to do Mm -hmm. so right now i'm going to give it an average score the average is five it's getting a five all right it's all i can do and again, I'm, I can't wait for like 10 weeks from now when you and I are rec- sitting here and recording this whatever the fuck, like season wrap up of Picard. <laughs> and we're like, wow, that was fucking great. I can't wait to go back and sort of pick out all the Easter eggs that we missed and all the all the breadcrumbs they were making for us and all the mystery boxes they were laying down. Yeah, <laughs> But it's also like there's no true oh my god what's gonna happen no for me because two things (laughs) patrick stewart goes on the view three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and asks Whoopi goldberg to come back as guinan Mm -hmm. uh formally for season two yeah what does that tell me he's gonna live to season two it's fine so i don't fucking care about soji Mm -hmm. i don't care about dodge you're not gonna kill picard off picard but yeah, I know. But unless you're like, well, there's a world where like, you know, Spock only did Star Trek, Leonard Nimoy only did Star Trek 2 because they were going to kill Spock. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was at least up in the, you know what I, uh, so what I'm saying is like, do you, Andy, care about Soji and Dodge? Um, do you have any? A little bit. Interesting. I okay. care about Soji. Why? What is it? Um... She's vulnerable. She's, uh, I think, an interesting... But I don't think she is. No. Because she's an I'm not getting any of that. I'm getting no vulnerability from her. Oh, really? I feel vulnerability That's from, interesting. The, from the actress, maybe. I'm not getting else. that. Can you remove she's the actress's physical appearance from this for one second? <laughs> in sure all honest to God? Honestly. No, I do. I, I Yes, obviously. She's Just a, like... She's a cutie patootie. she's but the, a robot. But I do believe... Android. I do believe that I'm getting a vulnerability from the situation and from her, from the characterization, from the performance in terms of the Narek thing, which Let is, me jump into next which week. is effective. Let me jump to next week and pretend okay. that next week all of a sudden uh, something goes haywire in the Borg cube and she blows up. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that, would, feel? Be, that would be an ignominious way to kill the character that isn't very human. 
Okay, Prison well, fairy. All right. What if? Uh, what if? Uh, if she, she died in Narek's arms in some like sad thing, I would probably feel sad. Okay. For... What if she was fighting some sort of sludge monster named Armus? Uh huh. And all of a sudden, she just got zapped. Well, I wouldn't feel the and same died. way. Well, I mean, sort of. I guess what I'm getting at here is like this character that exists in the world of the we show. We haven't spent that much time with her. That's the thing, right? For me, that's the thing. And yet, it's the most character development we're getting. Right. Well, that's my argument. We've had three scenes with her in this episode. Yeah. And what happens? Like, what's the... Let's let's actually, for one second, Andy, just take a beat to talk about the plot movement of this episode, okay? Yeah. Let's discuss the plot movement. Okay. Last week, he got the ship. So, here we are. On the ship. Yep. What's happening? He's going to Vashti. For what? to get the kid for what to to be another gun basically <laughs> and what happens at the end of the episode he has the other gun uh-huh and then they get attacked and then, a, and then another gun shows and up. another gun shows up and lands on their bridge right so then what happens nothing the show ends right now i'm with you now let's go to the other story yeah what happens uh, I think Soji. I think essentially the only thing that happens, and maybe this is the reason why I'm saying there is some emotional component. Although I certainly agree with you that it is in no way enough plot movement or story story progression. Is I think that they're starting to imply that Narek actually has feelings for for her and is conflicted. Um. So that's the story movement, but it's very minimal. And the implication, by the way, is not. If you're going to be ham-fisted with everything in this mustache twirl, yeah, uh, sort of uh, the great Jean-Luc Picard, blah, 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 then figure out what you're doing with these characters. I agree. Tell us. Well. What's with the subterfuge on these two characters that you're actually having development with? It's, oh, you mean what, what their deal is with each other? Stylistically, it's like... No, no, I just mean stylistically as a, as a choice. <laughs> They're not obtuse about anything on the show. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Except for the thing that we almost find interesting. Yeah. We also spent a lot of time setting up those Romulans at Chateau Picard just to eject them then. Well, Andy, if you had read the novelization, the three-issue comic, you'd fully appreciate those two. I'm just saying... Because they're tall she are. I'm saying... You know, and then they're supposed to blow up Picard's ship, but then they get on board Picard's ship and they have second thoughts. I'm saying for our current story, oh, I know. we ejected them. I know, but also what I'm saying is you shouldn't have to read a comic book to enjoy <laughs> no, things. I get it. Uh, but that being said, what are we missing? Are we so obtuse ourselves that we can't see the forest through the trees or whatever that saying is? Well, who knows? Maybe Seven of Nine will do the same thing she did for Voyager, and suddenly it'll be very exciting and uh, you interesting. You watched a different Voyager than I did. You didn't like Voyager after Seven of Nine came on? I, I was fine with Voyager, and it stayed fine. No, I Like, it never went any which way. I think it certainly has those first two seasons. You are such a bed. Kess hater, bro. <laughs> Kess had to go, okay? <laughs> yeah, I agree. To make room for Seven of Nine. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, look, uh, I'll tell you what. Looking forward to next week's episode. Me too.
disengage. Matt, would you have oh, this episode? Oh, I blew it. Oh, man. You know what I gotta do? I gotta move this. Should I, here. Should I just, oh, hang on. I'll just be us back on the ship. Okay. Re-engage. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Are we sure? I apologize to everyone. All right. Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.